Hey guys, you're listening to episode 8 of Chasing Kangaroos. The boys are back with me this week. Let's get straight into it. Charlie Monty, welcome back, man. I missed you last week. Mate, it's good to be back. Fantastic work to both yourself and Nate on last week's episode. We had a lot of fun. It was really good. And his uh, his passion for the game is infectious and he's doing some great, great work over there. But the big news, Carbs, of course, is that the future Greek immortal of Australian Oztag is back. He's back. First Jake. time in a long time. Jake, How are you, back, boys? Hey, we're good. Good to have you back. I forgot what you look like, man. It's been, it's been <laughs> People probably forget episodes. what I sound like. <laughs> um, it's good to be back, boys. I'm excited for tonight's episode. Should be a good one. Mate, you did pick a good one to be back because we've got three absolutely massive topics today. Let's get stuck in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Guys, massive news coming from NRL.com this week. So we heard that NRL teams will be playing trial matches in the Pacific over the next three years. Chuck, what do we know about it? It's pretty big news. So um, the announcement made by uh, the Australian Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, on Friday was that the federal government will provide funding and support for at least two NRL teams to play official trial matches uh, in the Pacific in the pre-seasons 2020, 2021 and 2022. That's massive. Yeah, the details are a little bit sketchy at this stage. So we know that there's going to be at least one game in each of those seasons. Yep. We don't know which teams will feature. We don't know precisely how many teams and we don't know where the games will be. Yep. Um, but, but there's a big um, big talk about Fiji, obviously, because the biggest news to come out of this, I guess, is that the government has also agreed to fund the Fiji Rugby League team in the New South Wales Cup. That's yeah. awesome. Well, um, well, yeah. Well, I suppose we'll go into we'll go into that now. So, the Australian government, as part of the announcement on Friday, also announced funding support for a Fijian side in the New South Wales Rugby League Intra Super Premiership. Um, now, as anyone who's listening to this show would obviously already know, the uh, New South the Fijian Rugby League has had a bid to have a team enter the. Um, Fiji, the New South Wales Rugby League, New South Wales Cup for some time. Yep. And, uh, however, there's been a lot of criticism aimed at the New South Wales Rugby League, um, including from the likes of us. So we're not uh, immune to this, but... Um, yeah, we've been calling for them to end. Calling we've we've been for calling time. for it. But I think, look, to be fair to the New South Wales Rugby League, part of the problem in the past has been um, the Fiji bid approach the New South Wales Rugby League on a number of occasions saying they want a team. And the New South Wales Rugby League basically said, okay, well, we want to see your business case. We want to know that you can fund this and that a team in Fiji is sustainable because the New South Wales Rugby League basically doesn't have the funds to prop up a team in the Pacific. Yeah, well, it would be tough for clubs to go back and forth to Fiji and, and things like that. That's exactly it, right. The same sort of problems that the Perth team is trying is, is facing trying to get into the New South Wales Cup as well. So That's exactly right. So, yeah, yeah the, so um, the... New South Wales Rugby League has copped a bit of a pizzling over this, but I think in their defence, all they really wanted to see that there was a um, that this was going to be financially sustainable. And with this announcement, that now looks like it's going to be the case. We're yet to see anything official from the New South Wales Rugby League just yet. Yep. But I think we'll be seeing an announcement that a team from Fiji will be in the uh, Intrust Super Premiership before too long. They, just, they're expecting 2020, they're saying that they expect the team to be part of the New South Wales Cup by 2020. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing as well, but um, made a very exciting announcement, Cubs. Could they throw it together sooner? The oh. New South Wales Cup have not released a draw for 2019 yet. Could it be? So- no, it's impossible. They would need much more time. But look, I think it's all good news. Um, the fact that they're going to be playing trials over there, it's, <coughs> it's... Look, and let's... like The big question for me originally was, when I first read that Scott Morrison made the announcement, our Prime Minister, 
I thought, okay, why is this a political thing? So obviously, um, these guys are our neighbours. We're, we're a power in the Pacific and we want to make sure that their welfare, their health and well-being, their social problems uh, can be can be resolved. And if rugby league is the way that they're going to do that, then that's awesome. Um, yeah, so, so just to expand on that a little bit. Thanks. Um, the Australia Pacific <laughs> Sports Linkages Program is effectively um, $40 million in grants over five years that the Australian government will provide to the Fijian government to uh, assist with the development of sport in the Pacific. Um, and that uh, and that forms part of our overall foreign aid uh, to Fiji. Um, now, uh, look, some uh, uh, someone who's a bit of a cynic might suggest that this comes shortly after the Australian government got smashed around a little bit by the Fijian government for um, the effect that Australia's use on <laughs> so of coal has we'll has rugby, had on we'll give you a rugby league team. countries in the Pacific. <laughs> um, so, uh, but look, however, it, you, you know, we're not a political show, so we won't get into that. However, it's come about. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic news for uh, rugby league, specifically in the Pacific. Jake, just going back to those trial matches, um, we obviously don't know which teams will be taking part, but who do you think should be taking part? If we were to take a stab. I think someone with a Pacific Nation-based players yeah. would be interesting. I think someone like Melbourne with yeah. Vinavalu or yeah, Vinavalu. Parramatta have a lot of emerging Pacific players, yep. and they have the connection with Radradra. You think the Warriors would um, would have to be up there as well, especially if they're taking games to Samoa or something like that? Definitely. Um, wouldn't it be amazing, though, to see in future, I think you touched on this earlier before we hit the record button, Jake, but just to see a Fijian side taking out the New South Wales Cup Papua New Guinea and Hunter side taking out the Queensland Cup and playing off in the uh, state Super Bowl. Well, if you love international <laughs> rugby league, it doesn't get much better than that. That's the dream, and I've got to tell you, look, I'm not sure who the teams will be, but whoever they are, I've got to tell you, I'm looking forward myself personally to seeing a New South a NRL trial played in somewhere like Fiji or, or Samoa yeah. or Tonga. You just <coughs> tax go on um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, look, whoever it is, it's, it's, it's brilliant news and uh, more of it. Hats off to the NRL as well. So they've copped flack in the past for not wanting to, I guess, exp- or not trying to expand the game. And they would tell you that, you know, it's not necessarily up to them to do so. But they're really sinking their teeth into the Pacific here. They see the potential. They see the superstars that can come out of this region and could that could potentially fill more NRL teams. We talk about um, growing the domestic game and expanding the competition to places like Perth, Adelaide. That always gets knocked on the head because we feel like we don't have enough talent coming through the ranks. But if you start adding some Fijians, Samoans, Tongans, Papua New Guineans, all of a sudden we've got some superstars in the making and we could fill a couple more sides. Yeah, I've got to say, guys, I mean... Um... This might sound a little bit crazy, but I honestly believe that having a professional rugby league team playing out of Fiji could very well be what swings the balance towards rugby league in Fiji. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, 100%. If if this takes off and, and, you know, if this goes well for three years and then who knows what happens after that, it could continue, but rugby league becomes the Pacific game. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. In terms of the trial matches, Cubs, you mentioned the word superstars before. Do you think the NRL superstars from the teams that go over to trial will play? Yeah, I think I think it would be kind of a missed opportunity not to. Like, I mean, if they don't play, then we're missing out on a massive opportunity there. These guys, they, they're not silly. The, the Fijians, the Tongans, the Samoans, the Papua New Guineans, they know who the stars are. 
they want to see the stars of the game play, and they're going to feel shortchanged if they don't. But but the big thing is going to be the lead-up to the game as well. So the coaches, the players, they're going to be there a few days beforehand. They can have a little bit of a holiday, but they're also going to be putting into development big time. They'll be going to schools, they'll be touring, they'll be promoting and growing the Even game. Even if they don't play, it's a bit of a holiday for them. And look, in, in the past, we've seen NRL teams take their full complement um, to England for what are effectively trial games. I'm not referring to the World Club Challenge there, but some of those extension games that yeah. we saw in the last couple of years yeah. that were an add-on to the World Club Challenge. We did see teams, uh, NRL teams taking their full roster for those games, so I can't see why they wouldn't support this concept by sending their uh, top squads to the Pacific. 100%. Well, look, watching with interest, we want to see this Fijian Cup in the New South... Uh, this Fijian side, sorry, in the New South Wales Cup. We want to see trials in the Pacific. Can't wait to find out where, when, who. Uh, but look, we'll keep you posted. And I think we can all agree, massive news. Great work by all involved. And uh, grow the, hashtag grow the game, boys. Awesome news. Right, so late last year, guys, an announcement was made by Rugby League Serbia that a new regional knockout competition was going to take place, which yeah. was going to run in addition to the Balkan Super League in 2019. Continental Cup, I believe. Continental Cup is the name. Now, the announcement was that there would be, and we weren't really given specifics on it, but we were told that there would be teams featuring from the Ukraine, Russia, Italy, Turkey, Serbia, and Greece. Um, and we were excited about it, and, uh, and the International Rugby League community was quite excited about it. Uh, we announced it on our Facebook page, but Carbs, I'm led to believe that everything may not necessarily be as we announced. Yeah, well, look, I was really excited about this, so I tried to dig a little bit deeper. I wanted to give some more information and find out what we could uh, for our listeners for this episode. So we've got a few friends in Europe that are involved with the game. I reached out to a few of these guys just to see what was going on, and I guess my main goal was to find out, okay, so we know that there's going to be clubs in Ukraine, are, are Russia, you Italy. To, sorry, to, are you allowed to say who you spoke to? Because I don't, you can't. That's... I don't think I can. Okay. Um, I don't think it'll be fair to them. But what our sources um, have been saying, and it's all been pretty similar, is that, look, the clubs spoke about uh, the potential of a Continental Cup or a knockout competition like this, but they agreed that at this point in time that there just simply weren't the funds for these guys to be travelling. So if you look at clubs from, say, Greece or from Turkey, for example, they're playing in their domestic competition. Some of them are playing in the Balkan Super League. To ask those guys to, again, have to travel to, say, Russia or Italy uh, for a competition like this, it just wasn't feasible. Um, so what happened was this was announced by Rugby League Serbia. Um, they, they, were, they basically claimed that it wasn't meant to be announced, and by the time they tried to take it down, the story had already been um, posted elsewhere as well. So where are um, things at at the moment? Where, where do things stand in terms of this competition? Look, I think it's a great idea, and hopefully we see it eventually. Obviously, we're, very, we're watching the Balkan area very closely and everything that's happening there. Um, I think at the moment, the, the, the story is that there are, um, there are no sponsors because they want clubs involved and there are no clubs because they need sponsors to be involved. Right. Okay. So it's a chicken and egg situation. Look, I think it will happen eventually. I think it will just go away quietly this year. We won't really hear about it again. Um, but hopefully in future, as this area can start developing some money, start getting more backing, um, we will see something like this. But look, I think they just need to pump their time and energy into building this Balkan Super League. We've got Red Star Belgrade. Um, playing in the Challenge Cup this year as well, which could do huge things for the area. We'll talk about that a little more later. Um, Will the tournament, do you know, affect rankings for world rankings? Well, look, it's cl it's a club tournament. 
oh, club okay. tournament. So yeah, it won't be a national. Uh, uh, it won't be national teams. It'll be a club tournament, uh, or it was meant to be. Um, look, I just think it's just giving these nations a little more exposure, these teams a little more exposure, and developing the game a little further in that region. Yeah, um, I know. I know you can't. I know you probably can't tell us everything uh, yeah. that you know, but if just to sort of nutshell it for everyone, if you had to say, in your opinion, yep. based on what you know, whether there would be a competition um, in 2019, is that going to happen? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, but look, I do want to say, as negative as it does sound, I think it's positive that we're even talking, talking about, about this. Yep. Um, if, if it wasn't accidentally leaked, we wouldn't know about it, and we'd still be pretty happy with what's going on over in that region at the moment and how things are developing. So, look, I think in due time, it will happen. The guys over there are doing an amazing job. And hopefully one day we get to see, you know, I guess a, a Balkan version of the Challenge Cup. Yeah, well, look, I think, um, as you say, it's a positive that they're even talking about a competition like this. And I think we said it was way back on Episode 3 or Episode 4. I yeah. can't remember that What we one of the things we wanted to see was these Balkan sides playing more club football. And this is a step in that direction. Uh, it's a shame it won't be happening in 2019, but I guess carbs and messages watch this space. So guys, two huge developments uh, overnight regarding the Challenge Cup, um, which kicks off in a little over a week by the time this episode's released. So firstly, we finally have a sponsor for the thing. So the RFL making a little bit of money this year. It's fantastic. Betting agency Coral taking over from, was it Be- Ladbrokes? Ladbrokes. It Ladbrokes. Ladbrokes. So they'll be the naming rights sponsor for both the men's and the women's tournaments over the next two years. So Jake, massive news that the girls are involved too. I think that's fantastic. I think it's great. Um, they're, they're saying that they're going to bring the girls in and play a triple header for the semi-final, which is awesome. That's good coverage for the women. So the women's grand final will be played at the, on the same day, same stadium as the two men's yeah, semi-finals. Yeah, so a triple header. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, great that the girls are involved. Leeds Rhinos uh, are the holders in the Women's Challenge Cup for anyone that's interested. The other big news as well is that the RFL um, and the cup holders, Catalan, have finally come to an agreement that the champions will defend their title in 2019. There was some massive news over the Christmas and New Year's break, I guess. We spoke a lot about the bond that was imposed on the Toronto Wolfpack and Toulouse um, in order to get into the Challenge Cup, which were both rejected. So both of those teams exited or not taking up their rights to to, to play. The same bond was imposed on Catalan. Um, basically, this was laughed at. I mean, the guys. It's definitely are... a big relief hearing this news. I think it would have been embarrassing for the game if we had the current champions not competing in the tournament the following year. Look, guys, I find the I find the wording of the announcement really interesting. Yeah. I've got to say. So uh, back a step, as we all know, because yeah. the, the RFL formed a view that having the Catalan Dragons in the final yeah. um, hurt gate receipts and and uh, general revenue from the game to the tune of about eight hundred thousand pounds. Is yeah. the figure I saw. I, yeah. I, that is staggering to me, but that's what was said. So they've asked these non-English sides um, to pay a um, five hundred thousand pound, what like you said, deposit or, and the, or bond. It's the professional non-English sides as well. So important Correct. to know, Red Star Belgrade have not been asked to pay any bond. That's right. So the but what I find really interesting is the wording of the announcement. the The announcement says that. The RFL and the uh, Catalan Dragons have reached an agreement. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what was involved there. Yeah, we don't, we don't. So, look, I would imagine that. So, I mean, it might have been a complete capitulation from the RFL, um, or Catalan might be paying something. I don't really know. Uh, Do you know what, what I think might have happened? Tell me. So, RFL says, Catalan, we'd like you to pay half a million pounds. 
Catalan says no worries, uh, but if you would like us to bring the cup with us, we'd like you to pay us <laughs> half a million pounds. And they said, all right, deal. I think the RFLs just realised how embarrassing this was going to be, and I reckon they've caved in and just told Catalans they're, to come along. They're taking some back steps, but look, this sponsorship deal coming off helped. on the same day helps. So, you know, the the deal is to the tune of seven figures, and let's not forget that's seven figures in English pounds. So that's a lot of a lot of a lot of money, um, which is great for the RFL. Great that they could get this across the line, which means all of a all of a sudden they can afford to take a little bit of a loss if they have to on Grand Final day. But you'd think that they can that if they can start putting their heads together now, the marketing department could make this work. I think the other thing that they need to do also is let the Wolfpack back in. They have to reach an agreement with teams like Wolfpack and Toulouse. I think it's great if they both are in. Well, Toulouse, I don't think want to play, um, which is understandable. So the the thing that I heard with them is that they would rather focus on trying to make it into the Super League. So they'd rather put all their eggs in that basket, which is fine if they if they think that the Challenge Cup would hinder that process at all for them. That's fine. But Toronto have come out and said that they would still love to be involved if they can. Um, there's still time. So the, the Cup starts in just under 10 days at the time of recording this episode. But the Wolfpack wouldn't be coming in up until about round three. Yeah, well, Catalans are not coming in until round six because apparently any team that makes the top eight following yeah, year... Yeah. Don't play until the round of 16. Yeah. So, look, there's a chance to, to rectify this RFL. They've now they've got the sponsorship. Things are looking better. And, um, look, at the very least, they got a lot of publicity in the UK with all of this bad stuff. But hopefully they can turn it around and we can see an awesome Challenge Cup. Worth saying, um, the big one that we're looking forward to, we mentioned Red Star Belgrade earlier. We've mentioned on the show before that they're playing Millam over in Cumbria for round one of the Challenge Cup. So it's the oldest amateur club versus one of the newest clubs in the world. Um, Are they showing that game anyway? It's going to be um, live on... Uh, there'll be a live... Uh, stream? Stream, sorry, on the BBC Sport website. So we'll be up early to watch that, um, or up late, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, but really good opportunity, guys, as well, to help back the Red Star Belgrade team. I don't know if you've seen this, anyone that's been following closely on social media, but there is a chance to get your name on the jersey of the first Serbian team to play in the Challenge Cup. Um, it costs $20 Australian, £11 UK. Get in touch with the guys on on the Red Star Belgrade Facebook or Instagram page. We've done it, so very proud to say the words Chasing Kangaroos are going to be on that jersey. We're going to be a part of history. And um, look, if there's still time, I'm sure Colin and Maddie and the guys from Red Star Belgrade would be more than happy to get some more names on that jersey. And look, just on an, an unrelated, completely unrelated to the Challenge Cup, but I've got to say, Cubs, before we started recording, I, I criticised you for wearing a singlet. Uh, but now I wish I was wearing a singlet because it's very hot. Uh, Jake, do you wish you were wearing a singlet? Yeah, I'm going to call for an aircon break. Well, Charlie, for... singlets all round next week. Charlie, for twenty dollars or eleven English pounds, I will let you put your name on my singlet. <laughs> okay, so it's time for uh, for the segment formerly known as the International Rugby League Community Corkboard. Um, and also formerly known as Around the Grounds, this uh, this segment had more names than than Puff Daddy. But I think we finally settled <laughs> <Puff> on Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this one should stick. <laughs> what are we calling it? Uh, I think uh, Carbs. The the name that we've settled on is Golden Points. Golden Points makes sense. Super League introducing Golden Point, NRL having it for a while. 
and it makes a lot of sense and we've got quite a few to go through tonight the last time we did this was for episode six at the end of 2018 so i guess i want to kick off the golden points uh with a little bit of a recap of some grand finals that were played last year so we talked about the turkish uh, rugby league semi-finals and the jamaican division two semi-finals so I want to tell you the winners of those grand finals many of you may know that these games were played before new year's eve so in the men's turkish rugby league grand final Katakoy bulls were victorious 28 to 18 over ankara uh, ankara also lost the women's grand final so they went down to Iz izmir uh, again sorry for my pronunciation on a lot of this guys but they went down eight points to four um Massive, massive year for Turkish Rugby League, guys. So they, they reported a huge increase in participation. The men's comp went up from four to ten teams. It was the first year for the women's comp, which had four teams. And we saw teams like the Katakoy Bulls, who were the first non-Serbian team to participate in the semi-finals of the Balkan Super League. So massive year for Turkey, and hopefully it's up and up. Um, for those guys. The Jamaican Division 2 Grand Final, so it was the CMU Spartans, 28 over the Cedar Grove Cyclones, 14. And the, the CMU Spartans were also the winners of the Jamaica Nines Tournament, which happened in the first week of the new year as well. So some massive Grand Finals last Would year. Would you guys. say they were both expected results? or I think the Katakoy Bulls were the favourites. Um, to be honest with you, with Jamaica, I'm not too sure. The Spartans were, were leading for most of the year. Uh, so yeah, probably the case probably the case guys there's been lots of trials happening in europe at the moment as well so um especially with the super league about to kick off and the challenge cup um so i really wanted to point out three of those trials that were of interest to me and from an inter international and growth perspective so the first one was catalan dragons 38 over the president's 13 uh, 14 so 38 to 14 there that president's 13 side was pretty much the best of the elite one competition so i just think it was fantastic that catalan could would would put a spotlight on the elite one mm. and um it just shows you know french rugby league going from strength to strength uh, we talk a lot about we talked a lot on this episode about the Pacific and what can happen there. Well, I think I think France there's there's just as much potential, and hopefully uh, the RFL and the Super League can can try and help out in every way that they can. The other trials were Hull KR twenty four over the Toronto Wolfpack fourteen. The the big one here for me was Wolfpack playing against the Super League side, um, and really they stuck it to them. Like they both at full strength as well. They, they were man. It was a close game. Wolfpack probably their finishing probably let them. Down down a little bit so they've got some some work to do if they want to be of that super league standard but i think really impressive and they i guess they showed everyone that they can mix it with the big boys so that was really good to see the other one as well uh the last one i want to talk about in terms of trial games anyway this one's more for the traditional heartland so i know we talk about expansion but i want to talk about the resurrection of the yorkshire cup so the grand final there was bradford bulls 14 over the batley bulldogs 12 so york yorkshire cup just to explain to our australian fans it's a little bit of, I, I guess it's it was um, an old competition which has been resurrected by some of these teams in the Yorkshire area. It would be a bit like uh, if the Roosters and Souths and, and Balmain and West came out and played a bit of a New South Wales or a Sydney Cup or something mm. like that. So pretty cool for the Heartlands of Rugby League. Guys, we had a little bit of news as well um, in terms of qualifiers for the World Cup. Um, and this, this came in through a source... Um, on uh, via our social media channels as well. So we've been talking about the USA uh, now, if they want to qualify for the World Cup, that they would play the winner of a Cook Islands or a South Africa game. We've been talking about this for a little while. This is what all the news has been telling us. But I have found through a reliable source today that this is set to change, um, that South Africa have pulled out 
Um, we're going to find out why soon, uh, but we don't know the reasons just yet. Um, the other side of that is the Cook Islands are no longer the highest ranked Asia-Pacific team. Um, so the, the uh, Rugby League International Federation will be announcing shortly who that team that will play the USA is. Um, and who would you, take that place if it went based on rankings? Look, based on rankings, I think the Philippines at number 20, um, and then you've got uh, Nui at number 22. I'm not sure if there would be any other politics or, or logistics involved, so I can't really say. Well, that's an interesting development because the Cook Islands, rightly so, come under a lot of criticism for somehow miraculously maintaining their ranking despite never seeing, seeing, seeming to play fixtures outside of tournaments. So yep. I'm just not... Uh, uh, so I think that's a, a positive development. Will it still be a playoff to play USA, or will they just go highest ranked team? I don't USA? think so. I think it's going to be highest ranked Asia Pacific team that hasn't already qualified. Um, so that that would that would be Philippines, wouldn't it? As things stand today, as it stands. But as I say, I'm not sure if politically, logistically. Okay. Um, so the Philippines are in, have observer status with yeah. the RLIF. So I don't know if they need to have a higher status or anything like that. I'm I'm not too sure, but I do know that the that that we will find out soon. Um, and Regardless, you'd think USA would still should still qualify. Look, I hope so. They're going to have the home ground advantage. That they will be playing in Jacksonville uh, for that qualifying game. Um, so you'd think they're the chance. The the next one, Charlie. I want your help to pronounce the name of this country because I haven't heard. Of it until yesterday. You've never heard of the country of Nicaragua? Never heard of Nicaragua. <laughs> Jake, you, you heard of Nicaragua? Never. Have you visited or something? Charlie? I have not visited Nicaragua, but uh, guys, read a book every day. <laughs> so, quick, quick, quick um, ge- uh, geography lesson. So, Nicaragua is in Central America, and there's been some clips online this week of the first ever training session over there. Um, the clips were sent to us as well, and I did speak to some of the guys that are involved in this. They seem really organized, which is awesome to see. Um, our mail on this is that they're hoping to build up a couple of domestic teams, and there's also plans in place already for them to play uh, international matches against some of their neighbors. So that includes El Salvador and possibly including Honduras as well in a tri-series. So really cool to be watching this from day one. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done, um, but good luck to the guys from Nicaragua and everyone involved. And, and look, thank you for sharing that information with us, guys. Uh, we say it every week, but if there's anyone out there that would like to give us some info on their nation, on their on their team, then please let us know. Um, and carbs, I don't uh, normally contribute <laughs> to the golden points, or um, but um, I got a little bit for the golden points actually. If I can just interject into your segment for a moment, hit us, Charlie. <laughs> okay, so uh, news this week that women's nines is now going to be included in the Pacific oh, Games yeah. in Samoa this year. That's awesome. Uh, so that's four years ahead of schedule. It was originally slated to commence in 2023, but it'll be happening this year. Uh, six nations taking part. Uh, in the women's tournament, and uh, of course we'll have the eight nations taking part in the men's tournament. That's so great development for women's rugby league in the Pacific. Just more growth in the Pacific. Like this is 2019 is the year for rugby league in the Pacific region. Uh, now, Jake, know, do you want to add anything? Well, I do. I do. I know this is your section, but <laughs> you I do want to. <laughs> you can help out. Uh, the USARL released a new team today. I've seen the Lakeland Renegades. Oh, the Lakeland Renegades. Yes. Yeah. So there'll be a new team in the USARL next year. Uh, they're going to be in the Southern Conference. Okay. Yeah. Um, that takes us up to 12 teams over in, in the US. So that's massive news and good luck to all involved. A great work to all involved as well. Um, there's also a couple of new teams in the Czech Rugby League, the Czech Republic Rugby League for next year. So I'm going to have some trouble pronouncing these, 
but the barbarians Litorad and the all plebs Moravatsa Triboris. I'm terrible pronunciation. They'll be playing against the Mad Squirrels over in the Czech Republic. Which is an awesome league. name. Awesome <laughs> name. But did a bit of reading up about these guys as well. So twelve clubs, two divisions. Um, doing really well over there too. So just love hearing about domestic leagues growing, um, and that's that's just amazing news. I have one final shout out. Sorry, boys, before we before we wrap up the show. But the final shout out goes to our friends from the Edmonton Elks. So they're a Canadian rugby league team from Alberta in Canada, um, and they played in the first inter uh, provincial club match in Canada Canadian history up against the Vancouver Select team from the British Columbia region. The guys from Edmonton hopped on a bus. They've been training hard. They drove 12 hours to Vancouver for this match through snowstorms, through all sorts of craziness. That's they, dedication. They ended up losing 34 to 10, but like, good on these guys. Um, keep it up. And like that just shows what sort of passion and love there is for that for our game all over the world. That's brilliant. And of course, um, Alberta, the home of the great... Brett the Hitman Hart, so congratulations <laughs> to the Elks, who are now my second favourite team. <laughs> are you following, um, who's the rugby league player that's in the WWE at the moment? Daniel Vito. Daniel Vito? Yeah, well done, Daniel Vito. I don't know, if, are we talking about this on the show? If you want, how's he going? <laughs> I know, we can talk about <laughs> it. Alright, so Daniel Vito, um, who everyone will know is Charlie a former... Charlie just lit up, he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, former Samoan uh, national team winger Daniel Vito. Played for the Dragons. Played for the Dragons as well, has a contract with the... Um, uh, WWE with what is effectively their um, their performance centre. So it's where they they groom their next crop of stars to be ready to perform on on the big stage. And apparently he's doing good things over there. So well done, Daniel Vito. I hope he comes out one for one match like WrestleMania. 2000, uh, sorry, 2020 or something like that, wearing like a Dragons or a Canberra Raiders jersey or something, <laughs> well, just give what? us some exposure. He's actually been, um, he's actually been showing the Samoan Rugby League a lot of love on his Instagram, um, uh, and you know he's got followers all over the world now as, uh, we'll as wrestling fo- fans watch his progress. We'll so have to I'll get him. behind him. Yeah, I'll let's get behind him. him. And speaking of following, uh, please guys, please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, like, share. Uh, subscribe to our show wherever you like to listen. Tell your friends. Uh, let them know that this is happening, and let's just spread the word. Hashtag Grow the Game. Just a quick one, Cubs. Have Wales followed us yet, mate? Uh, I was hoping that that would not be mentioned again, but no, Wales haven't haven't been following us. Um, I blocked them because I don't want to. I don't want to have to see. No, I didn't block them. Uh, anyone that's new to the to the show, uh, we had a little bet going on early on in the piece that if the Wales uh, Rugby League Instagram page started following us on Instagram, that I would have to sing their team song, uh, their team song which I believe was a uh, Tom Jones classic. Sweet Caroline. Sw- is it <laughs> Sweet Caroline? How's no, it go? How's it go? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. Sweet Car- My, my, my delight. No, 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 no. <laughs> what is Sweet Caroline? That's, anyway. That's Neil Diamond. Either way. Well, happy if, for you to sing both. Well, look, if they don't follow us next week, Charlie will sing Sweet Caroline <laughs> by Neil Diamond. So the bet is on. We're going to put a cl- some closure to this. Wales Rugby League. Follow us. I'll be singing. Don't follow us. Charlie will be singing. So, Jake, I've got a question for you, mate. Hit me. 
how do you feel walking into your local sporting goods supplier and not seeing a Greek National Rugby League team jersey on the shelves? It's definitely pretty upsetting. Well, mate, be upset no longer because Mascord Browns, <laughs> our good friends at Mascord Browns have got you covered. Mascord Browns are the number one supplier of International Rugby League merch and goodies, so please check them out. Mascord Browns, you'll find uh, our affiliate link in the show notes for this episode. So if you use that link when placing your order, they'll throw a couple of bucks our way at no cost to you. Uh, so please support Mascord Browns, the people that support International Rugby League. Definitely get on Mascord Browns, guys. And I've just got some breaking, breaking news. I've got a phone call. Our our NRL correspondent, Dwayne Kennett, is on the line. And uh, Dwayne, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Mate, you wanted to uh, talk to us a little bit about our new segment, The Golden Points. Uh, how do you feel about uh, The Golden Points? Oh, you know, I don't know why we need any more than three segments. <laughs> Do you like the name of the segment? Oh, I don't really have an opinion on that. I mean, uh, look, if you can't get something said in three segments, maybe you shouldn't be saying it, all right? <laughs> Podcasts have always had three segments <laughs> since they started, and now we want to muck around with it. But, but don't you I don't think know why some, we're mucking around with it. It adds some excitement. The fans love the golden points. You know, we get, a res- we get some good results at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that remains to be seen. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just think we should keep it the way we've always done it. There's nothing wrong with that. You talk about three things and then you go home. <laughs> Brain, mate. We've always got to try and change things in this podcasting world. <laughs> Dwayne, thanks for, for coming back on. And boys, yeah, that's right. it's we'll always be, a pleasure. We'll be back next week. Guys, Chasing Kangaroos, as we said, tell your friends. Uh, keep listening. Give us your feedback. We love you guys. We'll talk next week. Fuck you, Nagati. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, was it last week? No, it wasn't. It was last year. Yeah, but you can okay. s- stop for five seconds and start again. One, two, <laughs> Don't count three. it, bro. I need to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Defeats all five seconds. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs>